You're listening to Parenting in the First Three Years, the place where we explore the strategies and soul of parenting from pregnancy through the first three years of life. I'm your host, Ann McKittrick. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined me. Today, I have a fun guest. Her name is Krizia Graham. And I know Krizia because she is my fitness coach. And um, I've gone to her classes for several years. And I'm going to put some pictures out there so you guys can see the class. I've invited Krizia to join me today to talk about how you can keep your energy up when you are chasing kids around. Because it is the most exhausting thing that most people do in their life is parent infants and toddlers. (laughs) So Krizia, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm such a big fan of you, and I just feel really honored to be on your podcast. You made my dream come true. It's <laughs> my first podcast experience, and I'm just so excited to share things with your listeners, and I just feel really honored. Yeah, you've seen me chase my toddler every day at camp, <laughs> and it's been a fun experience, and I'm just glad I have you, you know, overall, just to, to help me through it. Thank you. Those are very sweet words. How old is your baby girl? My baby girl is 20 months old, going on, I feel like, 32. (laughs) She's growing really fast. Yeah. Just an aside, you know, when Krizia had her baby, she brought her from day one to camp. And so this little girl has just always been there in her stroller and then in her (laughs) pack and play and all these places. And what I've noticed about Nyla is that she really is... um, She's very socially adept. You know, she doesn't mind when people she doesn't know come up and say hi and smile, and she'll respond so well. So I think that's one of the big advantages of bringing her to work with you every time is is it's really helped her be familiar and comfortable with people. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's been a really great blessing. I never thought beforehand that I would want something where I could bring my child to work. when I was younger and now that I can I really feel like the entrepreneur or this fitness opportunity has really been great for me so that I could spend more time with my daughter so Mm -hmm. it's been really great that's really cool so as the mom of a toddler you know how exhausting it can be what are some ways that you keep your energy up Ooh, that's a really great question because I'm gonna be really honest most of the time I am feeling pretty tired I think that sleep debt is really hard to overcome And I do have a couple things that I do that I make a priority. Once I hit the breaking point of feeling like if I don't get any rest or if I don't feel better, I'm going to drown in my business. I'm going to drown in my relationships. And so it's not perfect, but there's places that I've started. And one thing I've been doing is just prioritizing sleep. So I have a sleep schedule where there are four days a week that I don't get as much sleep as I would like to. But then there's three days where I channel in more sleep. And then also I do take naps. <laughs> um, not everybody can have the you know luxury of taking naps, but 15 to 20 minutes, like it's really all you need to start feeling better. And so, you know, during my lunch that I channel in, I take a quick nap. And exercise is a huge one for me too. I think I've built a lot of endurance with keeping up with my kid, just exercising daily and getting a lot of movement in. Mm-hmm. You know, sleep is really a thing, isn't it? You know? <laughs> If you don't get sleep, it just makes things really hard. And that's, I think that's really one of the hardest things about, especially the first year of life, when your baby just really just wakes you up all night long. 
so you're saying that like you can kind of make up for it certain nights when you have had bad nights. Yeah, I have specific days in my schedule that like Tuesdays and Thursdays, for example, where I just sleep later. And even though I have a lot of things I would like to get done, I know that I can't do anything well without rest and focus. So I channel those in on those days. Mm -hmm. So sleep helps keep your energy up. Moving and exercise helps you. What about diet? Are there things that you do to keep your energy up as far as uh, what you eat? Yeah, absolutely. And so for my nutrition, it's been a long journey. Becoming a certified nutrition coach has taught me a lot on how to help myself or navigate how to do that. And then also, you know, helping others with their energy. There's so much over information out there. Um, There's a lot of resources and things. But for me, what I found is that fueling my body throughout the day and not doing long periods of fasting when I've been awake for several hours or I've been exercising several hours. For me, I find that that doesn't work. You know, you always find the mom that's like, I haven't eaten all day. It's 3 p.m. I fed my kid a thousand snacks. And so, you know, a lot of people, including myself, I was tired because I just wasn't fueling my body and I was running on empty all the time. So I think snacking healthily has helped me a lot too. I remember just eating the snacks along with my kids all day long. Mm -hmm. They have good snacks out there. That's for sure. (laughs) They have good snacks. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of things do you, I mean, like just... What are your favorite things to snack on that that's easy with a little one? Absolutely. So I try to find a really nice, clean protein bar. Usually I will do the Costco brand, if I had to be honest with you. Just frugally, like it's, it just saves me money. It's like really good macros on it. I'll also do any sort of like whole grain, but I find that I have a carbohydrate dominant diet. And so for people that maybe are gluten-free or like have any other things going on, that can be a little difficult But carbohydrates generally are main source of energy. And so, you know, I try to stay away from unhealthy carbs like donuts and pizza and things like that that overextend fat. But yeah, between that, some berries like natural fruit gives you a lot of good energy. Apples, natural butters like peanut butter, almond butter. The more natural it is, the better. It stays away from having like excessive sugar. And so I really try to stay away from sugar too. Like that. So you stay away from sugar. You keep your macros balanced. Yeah. And you eat throughout the day. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, absolutely. So for somebody listening who is really just kind of wanting to get started with some good nutrition choices that would help with this whole energy deficit of parenting, what would you recommend? Yeah, definitely. It's great to make the decision to get started. And so you should find that as a win already. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we don't want to tackle the mountain always. We just want to make short tactical changes that can really make an impact and i think the first thing is honestly hydration a lot of us are very dehydrated especially if you live here in texas and it is 100 plus degrees every day this summer you're probably pretty thirsty so um drinking water and getting your electrolytes in is definitely the first step if you're thirsty you're already dehydrated so that would be the first thing and then fueling your body and what that means. I mean, just understanding like, do you, how do you feel when you eat a piece of toast? Or how do you feel when you're eating oatmeal? Like, do you have more energy? Or, you know, I hear a lot of people say, I ate that pizza last night and I really regret it. Well then, don't eat the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to not eat the pizza. <laughs> I know, right? It is super hard, but I think if you could find something else that you love to replace, 
that will definitely help a lot as well. And so as a nutrition coach, a lot of what I do is just help people see nutrition psychologically. And so, you know, a lot about food is kind of the way you feel. And so if you can plan, I definitely think that it would be a big game changer to how you feel with energy. If you have it planned early in the week, you have it prepped, you're less inclined to make like impulsive decisions because it's just already there and the thought is already out of the way. So like you don't have to, to think about it again. And so remembering to fuel your body, if you're starving all day, you're gonna be tired, point blank. And so telling yourself like, do you need to tell Siri on your watch that you need to eat? (laughs) right do you need to put a reminder and those are little things you could do to just kind of help yourself out yeah yeah so I wonder how you could relay that to kids you know like how could you teach that to a even to your little bitty but like a three-year-old four-year-old what would be some things that you could say to a kid that would ask them that question how does that food make you feel besides you know those words yeah, that oof, that's the struggle is trying to get your kids to eat anything. And <laughs> I'm in it where, you know, we love one thing one day and we hate that thing the next day. And so I think introducing foods that are your preference, that are healthy, and then allowing them to choose those foods and just have a choice. But I also had read something somewhere, and please let me know if you have information on this as well. A kid has to be exposed to a food like seven times mm-hmm. before they even really like it. Right. And so I think it's just being persistent and planning for yourself the same way you would for your kids. Because my daughter actually eats completely different things than I do. And it's a lot of work sometimes, but it's worth it. Because I know at the end of the day, she's getting at least nutritionally dense food. Mm-hmm. And I'm also taking care of like what I need for my body as well. Yeah. Nutritionally dense food. That's a good, a good phrase. What would, how would you define that? Yeah, so if you're struggling to get calories in for your children, like an avocado is a nutritionally dense food. It has a lot of calories, it has healthy fats in it, and so you can give them like a small amount, but it has it packed with vitamins and really great things to fuel your body. Whole grains generally is something we all need for energy as well. You know, if you're giving them a really good whole grain wheat bread compared to like a white bread, they're going to get a lot more nutrients from that bread, and so... Yeah, if you can offer them those things and make those small changes, you're you're definitely going to be having a win. So here's a question about electrolytes. You know, it is really hot at the time of this recording. So what about kids and electrolytes? Is that something that you we need to be thinking about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question because my husband and I have been looking at different nutrition labels to see what could be a good um, source of electrolytes for my daughter. So, you know, Nyla's outside almost two or three times a day in the Texas heat of 100 plus. And so it is important that they do get some electrolytes because they sweat, they lose liquid. And then also sometimes water children are not like loving it. (laughs) (laughs) They want to drink juice or milk. And we all know like minimizing sugar is like a great thing to do. And so I found a really cool brand. The brand name is Nectar and it doesn't have a lot of sugar like like this really popular brand that's out there, and I think the name will come back to me, but it has um, no sugar in it. And so the magnesium, the potassium is very nicely balanced. So you want to look at stuff like that. How is the sodium, magnesium, the potassium balanced in the electrolyte just to make sure that your child is, you know, getting what they need. You definitely don't want to give them a full serving, probably half a serving. Mm. So like I use the little Propel packs and put it in a bottle of water. Would that be something that would work for a little one? 
Yeah, I kind of want to see like how much they recommend for you to mix in with the water and then half it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so if it says this goes into a 16 ounce water serving, then what you would do is like if you're giving your child eight ounces, then you kind of debbie out like, do I give them a quarter of a pack, a half a pack or something like that? That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, it is really hard to get little kids to drink water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Unless they're Terrible. in the bathtub or the swimming pool, then they'll drink all the water. Absolutely, yes. That happened to me literally yesterday. I'm like, oh, you love water now in the pool, huh? <laughs> That's funny. So what about movement and exercise? What would be your recommendations for parents of really young children uh, who don't have the time and they really don't have the energy to make it happen? What do you say to that? That's a really great question, and that's something that I even struggled with when I first had Nyla, is just you feel mentally drained, and it's really hard to make the decision to either wake up early or put in some time when you feel like all I want to do is take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) And so definitely I think the first thing anybody when making a change, the most important thing is to ask yourself your why. Like why do you want to do it? And I think that drives me to make the decision of then like, I'm going to do it and then how am I going to do it? So my why is I really want to keep up with my daughter for as long as I can throughout my entire life. Um, I want to stay fit and healthy so I can experience her for the longest parts of my life and stay as healthy as I can for my future grandbabies, hopefully. And so that's my why. And then I kind of look at my schedule and I really do plan. I know planning's hard. Sometimes, you know, I know what it is to like have a toddler that won't take a nap on time or takes too long of a nap and you're trying to get all your chores in. But honestly, 15, 20, or 30 minutes is just better than nothing. And so if you can think of, okay, well maybe on Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm gonna do something more like intense. Like I'm gonna lift weights on Mondays and Wednesdays. Then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're gonna take a walk and listen to a podcast while you walk your child. So like it's okay to take those days where it's a little bit harder and do something else. It's okay to like make that choice. Things to prioritize would probably be mobility and strength training. You know, anaerobic or like aerobic exercise, like running or walking is something that we can do pretty much anywhere or anytime. But like carving out time for mobility and strength has to be intentional because, you know, you don't just like walk down the road and see a a fitness class going (laughs) and pick up some weights. But you can like walk down the road and take a walk at your kid's baseball practice or something, you know? So yeah. What about just... Holding your baby. I mean, is just the carrying around the car seat and and all of the stuff that you have to carry, that feels like kind of like lifting weights. That's so funny you say that because I do feel as if my left arm is getting stronger because <laughs> I do hold my baby on my left side. But um, there's such a great science to strength training when it goes to maintaining your muscle mass. Um, also, when it comes to your overall endurance, like how do you feel when you pick up all those things? How do you feel when you pick up your kids? When you're strength training, like the movements are so intentional that it starts to get easier and you can do it for longer periods of time. So that's why I really encourage people to really take the time to, to pick up some weights. Either it's watching, you know, your favorite YouTube person or, you know, any sort of uh, fitness class that you're going to. Really focusing on strength training really has that long-term benefit. And I'll just have to say that if you're listening to this and you're like under... 40 and people tell you this and you think, oh, I'll do that later on. I don't have time for that. And then you also hear you lose your muscle mass as you get older. It's true. Do the weights now (laughs) because I didn't start my weights until really about five years ago and and I'm in my 60s. And so 
I have noticed that your your muscles just really change, and you do need to, to keep that up, even though it's not a priority. I mean, that's how it was when I was momming. <laughs> it's, it, I didn't go to do any weights, you know, but I wish I had. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I think you would great. And also, you know, when we're lifting weights, I think sometimes we think we have to do it all. Like, it has to look perfect. I have to do this thing. I have to you know, do 25 burpees or bust, like, but no, I think if you have 20 minutes of just like lifting weights and focus time or 15 minutes to do it well, it actually could be pretty beneficial for you. So just don't think everything has to be perfect. Like the effort goes a long way for sure Mm -hmm. for moms out there. You could just do a wall squat holding your baby for (laughs) 20 seconds at a time. You could do that around the house, huh? In a plank with your baby on your back or crawling underneath you. Totally. Sit-ups with your baby, crunches, bear crawls. I feel like, I don't know how Nyla learned how to bear crawl. I feel like it's a little instinctual. Or maybe she saw it, all of us doing it out at camp, but bear crawls are fun too. Yeah, I think kids just naturally bear crawl. Kids yeah. are just so naturally strong. I love to watch them play because their their bodies are so strong. So true. So, yeah. Well, this is really great information. I think that it's going to be encouraging for those who might be you know feeling like they need to do a little something but they're not quite sure what thank you so much for for sharing your wisdom do you have any one last word of encouragement for somebody who might be listening absolutely I think that you can totally do it Um, remember your why and then also get a win for your day and just really reframe your mindset to like I'm doing the best that I can and every day if I show up just doing my best in this area it's only going to get better and this really is Yeah. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you, Anne. If you loved today's episode, take a minute and subscribe to our podcast. And one last thing, I'd love to pray for you and your baby if you'd like for me to. You can email me at ask at nurturednoggins.com. Your request can be as simple as just one word, or it can include an explanation. Either way, you can trust that I will pray for you. It's a quiet, simple way that I can connect with you and your family and support you in your parenting journey.